Okay, it's Monday on Daily Delivery. Michael Rand back here. Patrick Royce with me as usual on Mondays. Patrick, how are you? I'm just fine. Good. I'm just good, fine. Good. Looking forward to a steamy late week. No, I'm not. I uh, no. I feel sorry for all our visitors who come here at this time of year expecting to get a little relief from the heat. This is not going to be it. This will be a reminder. We can get hotter than hell, too. So, uh, yes. Uh, this is going to be one of those weeks. So, yeah. Anyway, yes, it'll be one of those weeks, especially for the 3M <clears throat> Open, which we'll probably talk about later in the show. Um, see if they can get uh, get get crowds out there, despite pretty much every day in the 90s this week, including a couple that are going to get close to 100. Uh, we'll talk. Oof. Yeah, it's going to be hot. We'll talk Twins uh, in a little bit here too. Um, maybe a little. Leagues, uh, leagues cup final uh, soccer oh. too, Patrick. So I got to engage you on that because I know you. We beat, we beat hated Pueblo. Pueblo. Yes, Puebla. Uh, yes, the uh, who I'm told by my my friend John Marthaler basically called them the Minnesota United of uh, Liga MX MX. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how good they are. We'll see how good they are. But uh, Patrick, I want to start with the Vikings today, just because <clears throat> I think it was on this. It was on this show this time last week that I told you we were lacking some drama, and. um and and then and then <clears throat> and the Vikings as they do, they provide it. Now, see, I we did our show Monday last week, and then I um I took part of last week off, took a few days off. There's still a full week of shows. Maybe I fooled the listeners a little bit because we did some shows in advance. I did a little bit of an uh, inter Noah Furtado did the uh, the Friday show, did a nice job with that. So thank you, Noah. But uh, we had some shows done in advance. Jeff Day and I did a couple shows in advance on the best and worst trades and. And that allowed me to, Patrick, take uh take our three kids to North Dakota to visit some family. My wife was um my wife had a, a work trip, and so we dropped her off at the airport. And I took the three kids and the three month old puppy in the van. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a this is an adventure. So I I, mm-hmm. I bought I bit off a lot on this trip, and it was it was good. It was really good. The 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 kids are generally. Pretty good travelers. We proved that when we brought them out to the to the Black Hills a few weeks ago. The dog was kind of a wild card. We had no idea because he's three and a half months, but he actually turned out to be uh, maybe a better traveler than than any of us. He was very good. Um, but I just I decided we dropped my wife off. It was like nine twenty <clears throat> nine twenty a.m. like Tuesday morning. Dropped her off at the airport, and we were like, okay, we're just going to go straight from here. But you know, unlike most trips, I didn't have like a time I had to get someplace so i wasn't in a big hurry so i was like okay we're just gonna take our time i had told my grandma uh, my grandma who's 91 today by the way patrick 91 uh, this is her 91st birthday today uh, i told her we would uh we'd be there probably sometime you know late afternoon maybe around five so I'm, I'm giving us like a good seven eight hours to get to grand forks which is you know straight through a little less than a five hour drive so so we're we're going and we're making all the stops where, you know, stop for snacks, stop to play at the playground at the rest stop, stop in, I think we stopped in Alexandria for lunch. And that turns into a long, a long stop. Cause we go to a, we go to a playground there too, to eat and let the dog stretch his legs, run around, things like that. And I'm, I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my phone, looking at the, the time and I'm like, ah, it's already, it's two o'clock. So we've made it like, Two, like a little over two hours of driving time in about four and a half hours <clears throat> and i'm like ah, like the dad instincts tr- started to kick in i'm like we all right we got to start making some better time we got to start getting to grand forks a little bit faster so we leave alexandria 
right around two. And by some miracle, Patrick, we we make it all the way from Alexandria to Grand Forks without stopping. So like the first, like the first part of our trip is like four and a half hours of two hours of driving. The last three hours is just is straight through. And I'm so happy. I'm so so pleased with with the time we made. And then later in the week, uh, Patrick, I come to see that we didn't really make all that much good time at all. If we had just hired Patrick Jordan Addison to drive us to uh, Grand Forks Vikings rookie first round pick, we could have got there like in a little over two hours, Pat, 140 (laughs) miles an hour, 3 a.m., in now, St. Paul, two, in a Lamborghini, this is like the triple crown of bad decisions. What did you th- What did you think of that story? Now, presumably, uh, when you hit the Fargo area there yes. and had to get over onto the other freeway going north to Grand Forks, he would have had to slow down to like 115, 120 there for a while, making some of those turns. Right? Not necessarily. So, uh, he was in St. Paul yeah. and he was doing 140. Well, 140. I mean, yeah, just before he was going to take. Now we don't know now if he was going to go take the wood, go into Woodbury. Or if he was going to go north, but if he was trying to make the north that turn north on thirty five there, right, going one hundred and forty, that would have been a little hairy. That would have been yes. a, little, a little tough to make that turn. Now, now at that time of morning, not much traffic, but uh, that guy's an idiot. Okay, he's yeah. uh, and it's good. We we need one for the Vikings because we've had a couple <laughs> of years here that uh, we don't have. Uh, they, we we still might have as many idiots as they've ever had, but they're doing such a great. They got this whole security team now that leaps into action. They call them. They're supposed to call these people. Uh, the legend is, if they get in any trouble, they they immediately call the security people and they do their best to try to cover it up. They uh, we saw. You know, they they did have the uh, period when they had 13 DWIs in 18 months. I believe it was 13 or or I'm not sure they were all charged, but they were they were uh, stopped on suspicion of those. Uh, So that was that was the glory period of drunken, crazy Vikings. This guy, what's amazing about this guy is he was going 140 sober, which is probably good, but supposedly no alcohol involved with this all no drugs uh i was wondering who he wanted to visit who who he was in such a hurry to visit going to st paul he was going right. to st paul direction now everything's closed maybe, maybe he had a maybe he had a uh a, he figured out a route to egan that went through st paul maybe uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure what that would have been he could have went all the way around i guess and got on to uh uh, 494 there over beyond what because I go out to Woodbury a lot the grandkids are out yeah. there so they're different routes but uh, uh, I don't know where he was going but uh, he apologized and has uh, in his statement said it was a misjudgment uh, okay good thank you going 140 so so what at, at what point it's a misjudgment so at what point does it register in your head how fast should I go here? You know, should I right. mean what? What's a good reasonable speed? Right. Uh, uh, 120. I right. don't know what it is, but he he went to 140, and people are people are calling it speeding. This is not speeding. No, this is life endangering idiocy, and uh, the Vikings certainly 
should uh and you know they and they might they just won't probably announce it but the vikings certainly should uh give him some kind of a suspension and not have him uh you know shut him down for he didn't practice all the time during no. the uh during the uh mini camp or whatever the heck they had up you know the various outlooks because he was supposedly injured but uh he's got potential he's got potential to be a knothead there's no doubt about it uh you know, Percy was a, Percy had his own uh, deal of being late, but uh, that was like he couldn't get through the airports and stuff like that. He showed up and didn't get to his press conference. And uh, Percy was a really great player who was a complete uh, uh, goofball and uh, wouldn't basically didn't practice on Wednesdays. This guy hasn't practiced yet, but uh, it, it, we were a little suspicious of him. When, you know, guys get drafted and they say, oh, yeah. well, I'm getting to go to a great organization and uh, I'm, uh, I'm I'm so excited about the Vikings that I hear, I'll hear nothing but good things and I was hoping the Vikings would draft me. That's what they say. Yes. He said, let's get paid. Those were his <laughs> opening words. Let's get paid. So that tells you that he's going to be an incident. This isn't the last we've heard from him now. Maybe it is because they'll work harder to cover up all his uh, dummy and they misjudgments, you know, misjudgments, his misjudgments. And uh, I think it's uh, I, I think it's a little harder. Now, I know a lot of guys, they go out there when the practices are open and, uh, you know, the, the, the beat writers count players, you know, <laughs> they tend to see who might be missing uh, because they, they yes. don't. Uh, tell you stuff like that anymore like they used to but the access is not what it used to be so it's it's a little harder to uh you know to go in the locker room and see if everybody showed up today or something like that so uh i don't know we're gonna have a harder time following them but uh i would think this is not the last we heard of jordan and addison and uh in uh difficulties because uh as i said this is not misjudgment this is being a moron and that's uh and it's not something it's not a one it's not a one-off to drive 140 it's not a one-off it's uh no. i don't know remember i think the greatest of all 3030s on espn was the one about broke athletes the yes. one where they all had frittered away their money and uh, most of them were nba but uh, the guy i remember i think it was keith mccants and keith was just he was the star of the thing because he he was admitting his stupidity and he, he was just so down on himself when he was talking about himself and that thing and how he frittered away every nickel he made. He was a fifth overall pick or something right. like that. And Keith was talking about how he got his last severance, his separation check. He was done, right? They gave him like 50000 and he owed it to his ex-wife for child support. And he would, he'd been in jail. I think he'd been retained for a couple of days for not paying his child support. And he said he was driving. He had this check for like 50000 And he was driving to give it to her to get him out of trouble. And he saw this silver Hummer outside this, uh, this car dealer. And he said, I just had to have that silver. <laughs> he spent. This guy's gonna spend his last fifty thousand on a on a on a, a his last two hundred thousand on another Lambo. That's for sure. He's a you know the first thing he does is go spend two thirty 
He's getting thirteen million guaranteed. Okay. People say, ah, he's set for life. Well, first of all, we're gonna get him for uh, we're gonna get him for thirty percent of that at least, right? right. Tax at least thirty percent, maybe forty. And then, you know, uh, so it's it's down to nine, you know, it's down to eight or nine. And then he's uh the first thing he does is spend two thirty-five, uh two forty on a Lambo. MGM Wine and Spirits is the choice for savings, service, and a great selection of spirits, premixed cocktails, wines, and of course, ice cold beers and hard seltzers. With over 30 locations throughout the Twin Cities and beyond, there's an MGM near you. Head to MGMWineandSpirits.com to find a convenient location in your area. Get social. Follow MGM on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest news and trends. Make great moments with MGM Wine and Spirits, your locally owned and operated choice for over 50 years. Save time, save money. Shop MGM. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it's just, it's one of those things where it's just such a, it's an air of, I don't know. It, arrogance. It's arrogance. Yeah, it's that's a, that's a good way to put it. And it's, and we, and we don't know much. I mean, here's the thing too. I mean, we, we don't know much about him at all as a player yet either, because he hasn't been on the field oh. yet. Like this has, this has the potential. I, I just, you know, you get some red flags and the, this is it. The undisclosed injury, like, you know, he reported to camp. Everything could be fine. He could be a great player, and this could be the only thing that ever happens. But right now, I got some big questions about this first-round pick. And I've got a big I got big questions about a lot of everybody that, that they've drafted so far in the last two years now at this point. Yeah, and he's short. You know, he's a little guy. He's a little deceptive guy, supposedly a good pattern runner and, uh, and going to be the underneath uh, threat who could go 50 yards on an underneath pass when they're all chasing Jefferson down the field. But it, it does uh, certainly make you appreciate Jefferson uh, being a, a uh, not only a, a wonderful athlete, but a, a, you know, wide receivers. If you go to the list of zanies in the NFL, right, take the top 20 of the last 15 years. 18 of them are receivers for some. I mean, they're all. Oh, yeah. And when you get a guy that's a stand up citizen and a fantastic player like Justin Jefferson, you should appreciate it because he's a receiver and they can't be counted on. They're, uh, they're, they're, you know, Des Bryant. And I mean, we could go on and on and on about the, the receivers who just do goofy things and, uh, and uh, this guy's uh, this guy isn't not only as you say not only hasn't he he played a game yet he hasn't played a play in practice yet for goodness sake so uh, it's uh, yeah it's a it's an embarrassment but uh, well I got to admit a couple of us were uh, to, to have been covering the Vikings for a long time we're changing texts and uh, exchanging texts and says we're back. We're back, baby. We got, I mean, <laughs> we're back. One of my, my first tweet was the St. Peter's city officials are very happy that the Vikings no longer yes. trade Mankato. Was, this was guy it Corn Robinson? Corn Robinson was our guy, right? Corn Corn was going 110 through Mankato, but he had an excuse. He was trying to beat curfew at, uh, at Mankato. He was, uh, he was a uh, one of the most interesting cats we've been. There's a ride, another wide receiver too, Corner Robinson, punt returner, wide receiver. But he could sit there and BS you about his changed life better than anybody I've ever been around. Admit all his problems, just hold court and everything, and then 
two days later, he's going 110 through St. Peter trying to make curfew. So, uh, but uh, as I said, uh, he would have, this guy would have made Corn Robinson look like a Prius driver, for goodness sakes, you know. Going through time. <laughs> Prius driver. Well, so, camp anyway. opens. First practice is Wednesday. It feels early this year. And, you know, all of this off field stuff aside, and, you know, there hasn't been much of it until until now, but um, it's, it's an interesting it's an interesting camp for them because they got some question marks, especially on defense, where we have no idea how good they're going to be. Their biggest offseason addition was probably Brian Flores, their coordinator. And it's, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot about Quayce uh, Dofomensa and Kevin O'Connell this season. We I think O'Connell I think O'Connell's a good coach. Um, I don't know yet about Quayce's talent evaluation, but this year will will tell us more about that. But this is a pretty big year for for them organizationally because if you follow up 13 and 4 with 7 and 10 even if people understand that there's some there's some rebuild amid, amid the competitive rebuilding um the the impression of the regime could change a lot this year well and uh, the big mystery uh come uh, or reporting day is is hunter going to be there yes not daniel hunter and they, they got a situation now where they, you know, they every time this idiot uh, negotiates with the NFL, they take another uh, thing away from him. And uh, one of the things in this clause is when they give you start fining you whatever it is a day, you know, seventy five thousand or what, they can't give you that money back. Right. Report. So uh, you know, and they just throw that in there, and the league says, ah, the player said, ah, sure, we'll we'll sign off on that. Just. Uh, just uh, you know, the the that guy D. Morris is finally bounced. He's not he doesn't have the job anymore, right? Didn't they are I think aren't they getting rid of D. Morris, the worst I, union? I can't remember. I don't know that. It's uh, I think he is, but he can go to his he can go to the island that the NFL bought him or something to uh, keep making these ungodly horrible deals for the players. But uh anyway, yeah, it's uh it's it, it is interesting. And here's the thing. In my opinion, they owe the football gods three games. Yes. Year, you know, <laughs> yeah, so let's let's say they're an eleven and eighteen eleven and sixteen tail yeah. point. Ten and seven. They're gonna be eight and nine. They owe the you gotta pay them back. You gotta pay the football gods back. And it's it isn't like brilliance brilliant adjustments that caused them to get off the deck and win these ungodly number of games yes last year they got outscored they went 13 and four and they got outscored they owe the football gods at least three games so there how did there's got to be three games where you say how did they lose that game yeah you know so which would be and, which would be back to being the vikings that we fine. that yes, we all yes. knew for a <laughs> yeah. long time <clears throat> the the optimist Patrick would say that the football gods owed them at least all of those games last year, but we'll we'll see we'll see if they have to pay those back this year. Hey, um, let's switch oh, to the twin. Oh, one other thing I would yeah. say is that uh, uh, you know I I just they they do have the same advantage the twins do. They are playing in the proper division. It's only a four team division, but. Uh, the idea that the Detroit Lions are now on the right track. Every time they popped up for the last 40 years, oh, the Lions are the right track. And then the next year, they're the Lions all over again. The Bears are the worst team in the NFL, and the Packers are going to be 
the Packers are back to being in the toilet. So uh, it's uh, it's uh, you know it's a, it's a division that uh, they should go five and one in the division, which gets you a long way towards uh, you know getting having a decent season. So anyway, they got the division advantage just like the Twins do. Yeah, and the Twins took advantage of that over the weekend. Beat the White Sox three times. They are. What uh, eight and two, I believe now since the break, and a couple. You know, I think if if we're talking about kind of getting right after some some tough luck, I think they were they were pretty bad in one run games before the break, and that has changed. That one yesterday, <clears throat> rallying from what was it three nothing down three in the ninth, down. tying it, and then winning it in the eleventh after it looked like they well, might have blown their chance. Was it the eleventh? Oh, it was the twelfth. You're right. It was the twelfth. Yeah, because yeah, they they both scored in the tenth. Neither team scored in the eleventh, and they got one in the, in the twelfth after Vasquez. The, uh, yeah, Vasquez had hit the double play, and then Jeffers saved the day. They <laughs> they scored in the tenth on uh, when they when for the second time in the series, a White Sox right fielder caught the ball and then fell down and let the guy run home from third. That happened Friday night too. They just the guy fell down and they got to tie the game on uh, on that fly ball and. Uh, God, do the White Sox make bad plays in the field? They're just. Yeah. It, uh, I I said this, and I guess again on Twitter, which is going to be X pretty soon. By the way, X. Did you see that X? My Elon's changing it to X. But anyway, the uh, uh, I I said this that uh, the White Sox. There, you know, the Tom Kelly theory was. Uh, Sometimes you beat them. Sometimes they beat you. Sometimes you beat yourselves, and sometimes they beat themselves. So there's four ways games are decided. The White Sox got beat by the Twins once and beat themselves twice in that series. So uh, Saturday and Sunday, they've been doing that all year. I can't. I can't believe this guy's still managing them. But they're no. going to be uh, the Whiteys are going to have a garage sale on uh, before the trading deadline. I don't know how many of their guys they want to get rid of, but uh, supposedly that Robert, the center fielder, is about the only guy that's safe from not getting traded. They're going to try to get rid of everybody. They are disgusting down there, and uh, you know, Twins fans have been upset at various times this year because they don't think this team has reached their potential. How about the White Sox fan? Yeah. You were a White Sox fan. You'd want to get up. I mean, a serious White Sox fan. You get out, you'd have to get up and vomit every morning. It's unbelievable the way they played. They're just they have the best talent in the league. I mean, not in the league, in the division. Yes. And they're, they're twenty games under five hundred. It's awful. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, and the Twins are they've they've been hitting, I think, better uh, overall. Certainly hitting better since. Since the break, I don't know if all of their ills are cured. They got Buxton going in that one game in the White Sox series, at least. And you wrote about Julian uh, not too long ago, and he's been awfully good. That's you know makes makes sure. the, makes you know makes makes it okay or makes it less costly that you know that Arise is doing those things because you know I don't think you'd have I don't think you'd want to have both of those guys on your on your roster, on your team, but he's, he's, been, he's been awfully good. He looks like he could be a hitter for a long time. So, you know, it's, it looks a little bit better because they're actually starting to hit the ball the other way and not swinging for the fences every single time. Kirilov has been a huge, uh, yes. you know, having him in the middle of the order. And when I, I was saying earlier this year, 
that uh, he was going to be, he would be, if he was healthy, a three, four, five hitter in a lineup for a decade. Because I loved it. I mean, he's way better at the plate than Royce Lewis. Everybody gets excited about Royce Lewis. Kirloff's swing is twice as good as Royce Lewis's, in my opinion. But I like Royce Lewis, but I'm not ready to have a parade for him. But I love Kirloff. If he stays healthy, he makes all the difference in the world. Now, he'll pop up. He had that one game. He popped up and struck out four times, and then he won, won it with a base hit. But uh, but he, he him and Julia now had two mediocre games. Once once we praised him mightily uh, Saturday and Sunday, he had two mediocre games. But uh, I think he's a, he's a hitter. But having those two kids hitting second and third, Gray, leading off Gray has been a good idea for them, having those two guys hit second and third. But you turn around again, uh, Michael, they had uh, they had uh, Solano hitting fourth yesterday. I mean, it's, it's still not it's still not put together this lineup. I mean, they we, we could have been talking about a shutout if the if oh, the yeah. came in. And I mean, Giolito rolled through them. And uh, they, they still are managing to put up a huge number of strikeouts. So uh, they're, uh, you know, they're, but they, they, as you said, they pointed out, they figured out how to win those games instead of lose them. And, uh, you know, Durant, he's, uh, he's certainly not, uh, not baby and uh, Durant along. No. Uh, I mean, he's, he's, every time he's got a chance to win a game, he's using him and you wonder how long that's going to last. Uh, guy throwing it, you know, he's had a little, arm trouble what two years ago was it he only pitched in 15 games three years ago i guess 15 games and uh not the pandemic year the, the 21 next, this was just two years ago yeah and uh mm-hmm. he, you know he threw the other day he threw four 104 mile hour pitches yeah and uh you know i think you gotta i think you gotta not you write him as hard you gotta just hope somebody else can get him out once in a while, but, uh, you know, I never thought we would, uh, talk about Rocco not using a guy, <laughs> right? a guy too much, but, right. uh, I mean, the fact that Jorge Lopez became unusable has been, uh, has been uh, a terrible break for him because God in April, he was, you know, 10 yeah. games was unhittable and what happened, nobody knows. And, uh, you know, Jax is back. He's pitching good. Uh, this Brock Stewart, was like came out of nowhere was a it was a you know a savior for them and now he's coming back from the dl but it's it's arm trouble and you know like will we ever see that guy again throwing coming in and throwing 98 all the time so i would think that you're going to move one of your uh left-handed hanging outfielders larnick right or somebody yeah maybe with some upside still kepler yep uh, by the way, Bucks is going on paternity leave. Uh, his wife had a baby, uh, is going to have a baby today, and he's going to be gone for three days, and they called up Larnick. So now they only have about five left-handed hitting corner outfielders. <laughs> right. They, they right. Get match him, Walter, and, uh, and him, and uh, Kepler, and uh, Willie Castro is a switch hitter. And, uh, You're alive. Technically uh, still can play outfield, too. You're yeah. Off, yeah, too. <clears throat> He's uh, got some. He's okay at first base with uh, yeah. with uh, scooping the ball and doing something, but he's still a little inexperienced over there. He can't. He needs some pitchers PF uh, uh, pitchers pitcher field fielder practice. practice yeah. he can 
tosses the ball over the guy's head when he comes over to cover first base. So uh, he doesn't really have that down. But uh, yeah, they're I mean at eight and two, you can't complain. That's so they they get they beat they they beat Oakland three, which you should do, and they right. beat and the White Sox handed them two, and they beat them three. So yeah. uh, you know they haven't played great. They play Seattle now. Uh, which is a competitive team. So uh, might be a little steamy in that bowl at Target Whoa. Field here. This yeah. Week too. So when the when the breeze isn't blowing, it can get a little hot in that place too. Ah, uh, yeah. It's gonna be. Uh, but they will see if the ball is uh, flying in that uh, steamy heat too. But uh, yeah, they're you know they've certainly uh, recovered from what they were going through before the break. That's for sure. And. Uh, not not killing the ball, but uh, doing enough to to win their games. And uh, uh, Cleveland lost a tough game yesterday, so they're three ahead. Now. Three ahead now, yeah. After being a half game back at the break, so they made up three and a half games in about ten games. Which you know, I it, you know it it just seems like they should be able. I, I do still think they're the best team in this division. Yes. They they have the best. You know, if we thought Chicago had the best talent at the start, that's proven not to be the case. Now that's the Twins are just the best team. It, it was kind of maddening. I think the maddening thing about the first half of the year was how much better they obviously were when they actually could hit the ball, and how much they had squandered with the pitching. Yes, I tell you, the guy I like a lot is uh, we talk about the starting pitching in Ober. I like that guy a lot. Yeah. Man. Yeah, he gets out there and he give up a home run right off the bat, and he'll uh, look like the first inning he might be getting hit around. He never gets hit around. He always goes six or seven, and he, uh, you know, he just he gets the ball back and he flings it. He throws a little changeup. He throws a, he throws the high fastball. He only throws it ninety two or ninety three, but it looks like it's coming from right in front of them because he got the long reach, and he's just a he's just a he's just a quiet lawyer a lot of lot not a warrior he's just a he's a warrior but he's in a, a completely uh unemotional one when he's on the mound he, he gets he gets upset with himself but he doesn't show it the next pitch you know it just he doesn't let things get away from him and he's been uh fabulous for him i i just don't see him pitching as any of their starters and uh, when he's when he's out there, I have a lot of confidence in him. Now I got Dallas Keuchel, who's been yeah. uh, had pitched six scoreless innings in St. Paul the other day. I'm thinking they pop him into the rotation uh, uh, and and go six man for a couple of weeks if they can afford it with their bullpen. I th- I don't think they'll replace anybody, but uh, I think that they uh, you know he's not the kind of guy you can put in the bullpen because. Okay, they're only got one lefty, right? Well, he doesn't have that lefty advantage because he throws the eighty-seven. You know, it's not like it's ooh. You know, a left-handed hitter says, "How am I going to hang in there against this guy?" So, uh, but I, I got to think they got to take a look at him if uh, if he can get hitters out. But you don't want him and Maeda pitching back to back in the rotation either because they both kind of slop ballers. But uh, uh, Maeda was good again the other day, but. Uh, Anyway, I, I, I got to think they're going to slip him up here and uh, instead of let him walk away, they're going to maybe give him a give him a give him a start here and let everybody else take an extra day here. Because Joe Ryan looks like he could use one, too. He's getting up there in the innings, too. He gives up, if, well, he's, become our, he's become our modern Radke, hasn't he? he yes, <laughs> right. That's a, and just, the first inning troubles, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, but he's just kind of a, you know, Radke, uh, Radke learned to not let home run, solo home runs bother him. And I think Ryan's kind of the same kind of kid. He's an interesting kid. He's a, he's a, he'll beat himself up once in a while verbally, but I think he's a fully confident in himself and he seems to be a good guy. So, uh, but he definitely is Radke. That's for sure. I think you're right with Ryan. I think the, the rotation is good. What I was saying a minute ago was I think, I wonder if, you know, sometimes when a guy like Kenta is coming back from an injury, if they would consider shutting him down for ten or fifteen days too, just to give his arm a chance to to rebound again. And he's you know he's kind of had the long term injury than the other injury this year too. So I wonder if that would be a a way to get Keuchel two or three starts on kind of have, keep everybody on regular rest. But I like the idea about Ryan getting some rest too because you're right, he probably hasn't. I mean, he he pitched a decent amount of innings last year, but nobody yeah. pitched nobody pitched like over 150 innings last year. So he's probably going to be getting pretty close to his, uh, his career high here, even, even not too long. Uh, so that, that's, that's a pretty good idea too. They got to ride with Sonny though. It would not it would not be a good, big, uh, good luck if they let Sonny go. What do you no, think? they can't do that. I don't think they can take as soon as you do that. Somebody gets hurt in the still road. hasn't won <laughs> since April though. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. He's, uh, it's, it is not, he, he was, that was only their fourth win in his last 14 starts. But like, it, how, it, most of it's the hitters, you know. Yes, almost yes. all of it has been the hitters. Uh, he just, that happens, you know. So, I mean, Joe Ryan for a while there was getting 10 runs. It was the only, every time they popped up and scored 10 runs, he was pitching. So right. that, that, that happens. It's just a weird, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird game. Um, they, but the Kansas City, they certainly, uh, I got to mention that they, they certainly are the, uh, the good, uh, the good five team, aren't they? The Yankees were in complete crisis, but uh, the Royals came to town and they won three in a row. So now they're uh, what, how, right. what, they're going to lose 120 games. Well, they're both the M and the the A's. I looked at it. Yeah, the at, they, were, they both played exactly. Apart. I think yeah. they, I think they got the same record now, maybe. And they were they both had played like a hundred games, and they were like twenty seven and seventy three. It's like that. That is a that's a pace you know, to be like the like the the worst in baseball. The old Sports Illustrated, when it was the greatest with the novel ideas, yeah. they would they would cover the next Kansas City Oakland series, and you know do a great piece on the drama of having twenty two hundred people in the stands. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know the, the the bad part about the Royals is not only are they horrible, but the Chiefs are in town. They have yes. no place. The Chiefs are in town. Right, the greatest. You know the the Pat Mahomes is now bigger than he's ever been because of the Netflix thing on the quarterback. Oh, yeah. You know he's the hero of heroes. He's the best athlete in the world. He says, "I want to stay in Kansas City." And then you got the baseball team, which is trying to tell you they need a new stadium. Why they're going twenty eight and three? So uh, it's a uh, it is a uh, quite the contrast to say the least. It's a uh, I, I do. We, we uh, uh, the twins go back there, right? The end of the right next I, week. I think they. I think they only have three left with the Royals. I can't remember where it is though. Yeah, but I think it's the end of the month, right? So okay. I think, it, I think it's uh, it's where they start. That's a uh, that's a fun series to. Uh, that would that would be a, a great series to have a to go down there as a columnist and write about write about the. Uh, the excitement that uh, lives at Royal Stadium is the Chiefs. The same time the Chiefs are starting practice, you know, 
Who will win more games this year, the Royals or the Chiefs? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's uh, that is uh, amazing. That's uh, you know, I was I was there when uh, they were going to World Series in uh, in uh, when when well, I'm not 14, sure what year it was. Fourteen and fifteen, right? Was that the years? And the, and the Chiefs were horrible. Yeah. And, I mean, they well. This is probably even before that. They weren't going to the World. I get they did go to the World Series once in there too, right? But uh, when George was at the height of his thing, and the Chiefs were awful, and the and the Royals were, you know, there was a Chiefs game in the afternoon, and for some reason, and a Royals game at night, and uh, right over in that complex, and there was twenty five thousand people at the Chiefs game and forty thousand at the Royals. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, you know that's a long time ago, but uh, it was uh, that was when the Royals owned the town and the Chiefs were terrible. So, it, uh, <clears throat> kind of a microcosm of uh, the <sighs> flip flop that we've seen in sports in the last 30, 40 yeah. years is that uh, yeah. that town right there because that was that was a great baseball town when they were good. That was those were fun teams. They were always built on felt like speed and you know things like Willie Wilson yeah. and doing my all that. First, to... uh, my first year on the beat seventy four. Twins opened the season there. They won six to four on Friday night when the great Sergio Ferrer scored from second on a sacrifice fly to center because Amos Otis fell down. Oh wow! The next day they got beat twenty three to six with wow. Bill Hands making his one start, and then they got rained out on Sunday, so they split the series. And then they came back, and the first game back, they gave up 17 runs. So they gave up 40 runs in two games against, the, against those Royals. And that's when it was a turf field. Yeah, oh, yeah. Crack meet with the, and the balls in the gap, and they just kept running around the bases. That's hilarious. And it was fantastic. What an indoctrination that was to, uh, to uh, allegedly to be writing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Patrick. Right. Patrick, before we go, I, I hope you don't wilt in the uh, the heat of the 3M, and I hope the 3M Open does not distract you from the importance of the League's Cup in uh, uh, in, in soccer. Two thing. Well, uh, uh, we we advance. No, we're playing in a bracket right now. It's yeah, a four-team bracket. So Loons beat Puebla four nothing last night. But the uh, and then the, then you play one of your own league teams, right? And then you play another Mexican league team. I think the so. Yeah. Who are home? Do they have to go on the road at all? Or not? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Mexico, I don't know either. It's stupid. But uh, what the hell? Who cares? It's soccer. I uh, you know I I haven't been this fired up since we beat hated Vietnam in the women's soccer game. That was <laughs> what a glorious victory that was. But. Uh, uh yeah uh, yeah but the golf uh, uh our guy uh van argan got in the tournament the uh kid who uh, won the state open in the state amateur i wrote about him on sunday he won the and uh he had, at that point he had to go through qualifying he's a gonna be a senior at valparaiso or a fifth yeah. year senior but uh they came up with an as hollis as he has a tendency to do came up with a uh exemption for him yesterday so he's uh, the kids in the tournament it's gonna it's gonna be harder <laughs> it's gonna be hard to believe that he keeps he was uh what was it he was uh he won the uh state uh open by no nine one one of them by nine and one of them by 12 and he wow. shot oddly scores so uh and he's a blaine kid so he's uh, he'll be the hometown favorite hopefully yeah. he can make the cut 
But the biggest name they got coming is Justin Thomas because he needs to get into the FedEx Cup. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, that's the top. This year it's 70. In previous years, uh, the low 125 got in. So right. He, but now it's the low 70 because it's a three week. Of, it's only a three week thing. And and that this is the second to last tournament for FedEx points. So they got a few of these guys who are prominent players who have to get into the FedEx Cup. That's why Justin Thomas is here. He's playing awful. And uh, so he had to come here for the British Open. So because uh, he missed the cut again there. So anyway, he's the biggest name in the tournament. Dustin, no, we don't get Dustin Johnson to come in. He's been, he was there two straight years ago, did his best to miss the cut both times. <laughs> he didn't, didn't have to stick around. Last year, he intentionally hit the ball in the waters, or two years ago, so he didn't have to stick around. He was a live guy by last year. Yes, so. yes, he was. Well, well, good <laughs> luck. Uh, it's not exactly a big-name field, and it's going to be 98 degrees, so uh, it's, it might be a little tough drawing people out there, but uh, they'll give it their best shot. They will. They will. Well, Patrick, <clears throat> good talking to you as always. We'll do this again next week. Who knows what will happen between now and then? I will not lament the lack of drama because the last last time I did, uh, we got uh, we got Jordan Addison going one forty, and that uh, the, the Vikings will provide, right? The Vikings oh, yes. will provide. Uh, they, uh, they haven't been as good at it as they used to be, getting arrested. But uh, there's potential. This kid's got potential. There's no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> We need a hot head or two just to keep things lively. So, we'll do that. All right, sir. All right, thanks, Patrick. We'll see you later. Bye bye.